Hi, how are you? Hey, Katarina. I'm using Kleptic today because I want to open also a Twitter spaces room. So um, I'm trying it on. <laughs> how do you do that? So I have to use two devices. That's why I'm using, I couldn't figure out how to use uh, Twitter spaces on the desktop, but I at least have a club deck, um, you know, on the desktop. So I'm sorry if I'm a little bit uh, slow at responding here on the, on the clubhouse site, but um, I'll try it at least. So we'll see. I, uh, oh, now you're moderator. I thought I did that already. Let me know if uh, something I can be helpful. I don't know how to ping people in in Cleptech. Uh, um. you, you, you click on the, if you have the update version, click on the, uh, the little box, the, the lower left in the middle, there's a, a rectangular with an arrow up. Then you, you click that. Uh, it's basically a sharing function. At the bottom, you oh, see uh, that okay. you invite people. you um inviting you to um be on the stage 
I'm not sure if it's working. If not, Frank, could you also invite Dr. Liu to the stage? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, can you see the invite, Dr. Liu? Um, it should appear on the top of your screen, um, a green message, um, except. Yes, there you are. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much. Do you hear me okay? Yep. With a little bit of feedback. Oh, but um, I think it's because I probably have to zoom here too. Just one second. Uh, let me turn this off. Okay, okay. is it better? Is it better? Is it better? Oh, still echo. Let's see. Uh, it must be because of this one. Just this is. We need to change the setting here, the audio too. Okay, now it should be okay, right? No, still echo. Piss off. How does this look? Oh, still echo. Maybe it's because of the zoom I have. Uh, let's see, I know it's this. Say this one, change preference audio to this one. No, it's okay? Uh, usually if you have uh, uh, two like devices at the same time and uh, uh, then muting one mic, uh, leaving one mic unmuted probably will be helpful. Yeah, I only have one mic on now. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting echo. That's right, that's right, let's see. Maybe I just turn off my, uh, turn off my uh, Zoom. If you turn off Zoom, see how it works, just one second. Sign. Okay, do you see echoes? Still echoes. That's the echo, right? So, but turn this off. How about this? Oh, that's better. Looking good? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What's your name? Okay, uh, audio setting. Default. I have to get one of them on, this looks like. After this one. Okay. Do you see his echoes? I think there's still some echoes. I was very curious how this was going to go. Yeah. Uh, I did turn off my. Uh, maybe I should not use. Let me just. If I turn. If I use my display audio. Is this better? I think we're still hearing echoes. I think it's better. Yeah. A I'm little better, yeah. Is that good? Now it's kind of just reverb.
I think that's the, what I used last time with Katrina. I turned off the no zoom now, so it's just the, the audio I have. I think this is okay. It's, um, is it okay? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, why yeah. Is, why, last, did we have this echo last time? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think I heard any echo last time. But input mic, display audio. Uh, yeah, that's that's a usual. That's what usually I have. I have uh, this. Uh, a, I have two systems, but I, I I can select each one of them. I selected my now display audio, display microphone. But it's no, it's not the, it's, it, you don't hear twice, right? Just the, the sound is like a, a, in, a, in a big room, right? Yeah, it's... Okay. Yes, a re reverb. So in that case, I probably can still switch my, let, let me just, just, let me switch on my, I, on my Zoom, see if it become worse or not. I, I, I would think it should be same, right? There's no change, right? Uh, yeah, it's not. Do you hear any difference? Uh, no. Okay, so that's good. So we keep like this. So now I have, I have Zoom and uh, the Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I, okay, you, you said you're going to record. Can I record it too? So I will send you the recording after this. It makes automatically a link where you can go to and listen to and then i'll also explain to you how to um download the recording there's a way to go on the link and then um download recording then you send yourself an email with a link and then it downloads from the s3 from amazon account from clubhouse okay and, so uh, what i'm what i'm going to do is that uh, i'm also recording on zoom too at the same time Okay, yeah, sure. So Zoom, like when I re record on Zoom, uh, then I can, I, I can uh, get a video too. Yeah, perfect. So um, I also opened up a Twitter spaces from Science Society just to also to try it out today in case people, people are interested. But um, yeah, it's just to try out different platforms and um yeah it's exciting so anyways let's start the room so welcome everyone to science society um we are very honored to have um dr Li Wu here with us and um let me tell you a little bit about him so um you know um some facts about our guest speaker um Dr. Uh, Liu is the Dorothy Pate Enright 
professor in the Department of Material Science and Engineering at Pennsylvania State University. He obtained his Bachelor in Science from Central South University in China and his Master's from University of Science and Technology in Beijing. And um, then he um, uh, obtained his PhD from Royal Institute of Technology in Sweden. And um, later on, he was a research associate at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and then a senior research scientist at Quistec Innovation LLC. He has been at Penn State University since 1999, and um, he's editor-in-chief of the Kalfat uh, Journal since 2001, and the president there too. And he founded the NSF Center for Computational Materials Design and served as a director uh, from 2005 to 2014. Dr. Liu coined the term materials genome in 2002, and um, he uh, served also as a president of ASM International and a member of ASM International Board of Trustees. And he received many awards, um, including the William ASM J. William Gibbs Face Equilibria Award, the TMS Hume Rothery Award, and um, the Wilson Award for Excellence in Research from Pennsylvania State, and um, many other awards. And um, Dr. Um, Liu's current research activities are um, centered on first principle of calculation, machine learning, modeling of thermodynamics, kinetic and other properties, and the integration of understanding defects, phase stability and phase transformation, and designing and tailoring materials and processing and properties. Um, yeah, so um, we are very honored to have you here. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the stage is yours. All right. Thank you very much, Katerina, for this uh, opportunity to have some, uh, you know, a bit of casual discussing about what entropy and zentropy are and uh, why they're important uh, in science. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, I, I, I do have a PPT a file. So I think uh, Katarina sent the link to everybody. Everybody, I hope you have downloaded it. Uh, so I'm going to say the, the slide number when I go through the slides. Okay. Uh, so the slide one is the title uh, slide, got Zentropy. Uh, we don't, we don't have the paper yet. Oh, you don't have the paper yet, the PPT file? Katarina, can you send the link? The link should be... Yes, one second. It didn't work. Um, let me see. While, while we're... Oh, the link did not work? While we're working out... Oh, oh no, okay, no, there we go. Right. Okay. It, I'm on Club Deck today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So can you, can you, if you click the link, it should be, it be able to download the PPT file. All right, should we continue? 
Uh, yes, everyone should be able right. to see it now. Thank you. All right, so I'm on this uh, first slide. Zintrobi. Uh, my name is Z Quelio. Uh, as Katarina said, uh, I'm, I'm teaching at the Pennsylvania State University. Uh, this link, uh, www.basis.psu.edu, is our uh, group website. Now I go to slide two. So Z plus entropy is equal to Zentropy. So this term uh, was suggested by Josh Roberts. Uh, he's from the University of Buffalo. I gave a talk uh, in June 2022, talk about our approach. And we, uh, I said, we're looking for a name for the approach. And the, at the end of the, the talk, Josh uh, said, you know, maybe Zentropy would be a good name. Then we, we actually liked it a lot. Uh, he explained why uh, Zentropy. Uh, this is the, uh, showing here the link to YouTube video. Uh, that's recorded at a seminar. It's about one hour long. It's actually at about one hour time. That was Josh made a suggestion about the name. If you look at the YouTube, you, you just quickly go to one hour, then you will, you will, you will hear that uh, he suggested. Suggest yeah, so if you have just Yes. Just, quick, just quickly, you know, entropy is related to the partition function. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. that's my next, uh, next word here. Right? Hey, that's exactly, why Z. Yes. Yes. That's why we use, that's why he searches Z. Right? Z is, is, is Zoom's, Zustem Zoom, Zumi, sum of states in Germany. In German. And uh, it is for statistics mechanics, as, as I think as Eric. Eric just mentioned that. It's about a partition function. It's, it's uh, used uh, for, for a long time. And it's about, it's about a probability of states. So that's basically what Z really uh, stands for. Statistic mechanics means this uh, field. A partition function is the mathematical representation. And it talks about the probability of states. So then the Zentropy is really actually talks to all three of them. Talk about the statistic mechanics, talk about the partition function, function and talk about the probability. So we, 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 love, we love this name, so we started using it. So the name is not very old, as you can see, it's, it's, uh, it came up on, in June last year. Okay, so let, let's go back to entropy first. Right? Entropy is a multi-scale. So what does it mean? Uh, I, I guess many of you have read this book or listened to this book by Stephen uh, Hawking, The Brief Answers to, to the Big Questions. And he, this is Black Hole, this is the cover of his book. And uh, in this book and his other publications, he talked about the uh, entropy and information of black holes. So black holes uh, have entropy and they have information. So entropy and information uh, go hand in hand. Uh, so this is a big scale, right? If you go to leave this smaller scale, uh, you talk about the human society, the order of time. Okay, it's another book. Uh, it's a pretty very interesting book. Uh, both are bestseller, as you can see. And in this particular book, and uh, this author made some very, very, very interesting statement. Well, of course, I agree. I agree with his statement that by using entropy drives the world, and everything, everything actually basically driven by entropy. So time slows down when moving faster. And then, of course, you, you probably heard that if you, if you move as fast as uh, light, right? 
they live forever because time doesn't disappear anymore. Now, or you get pulled to pieces. This is a theory we have yet to, to see in action right? for, <laughs> for right. humans. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, you, cannot you cannot imagine how you travel as fast as the light, right? <laughs> okay, uh, and that's a very good point. All right, so you can see dim scale, right? Of course, you know, I'm a material scientist. Uh, well, I, I don't study the black holes. I don't, I don't study the society. So I, I study materials, okay? But it's a very interesting book. So now it's closer to, uh, to, to this one, to, to the materials we study now. So this, uh, this is a book uh, by Ruth Spiral uh, for kids. He, he, she wrote a lot of books for kids. One of them is uh, Baby Loves the Thermodynamics. I see, you know, babies, babies do all kinds of things, right? But one of the things to do, actually, not only baby, everything we do is processes. Every process we have, it should produce entropy. So one of the big processes we have is the sun, the light, the, the, the energy, right? Heat comes from the sun, you know? So what happens here, you get, you get the sun comes the energy uh, from, from the sun, right? And then the sun comes, uh, it reacts uh, with air, air and water, then produces trees, right? Food, uh, apples, whatever. So it's all by that one. So this, I call this process one. It's light from sun to earth. So that process is entropy production. Yeah, we talk about it later, why it's entropy production. The second process is kids. We're talking about the kids here. The kids make a mess of a house. Anything they do, they make a mess, right? So that process produces entropy. So, so that means the kids actually, are, they're natural. They, they act naturally to make a mess. Why, why do they make a mess? Because the entropy is produced in that process. So this is, if you, if you learn the uh, more on thermodynamics, this is basically the second law of thermodynamics. It says that any process, they are irreversible, they produce entropy. Okay, that's second law of thermodynamics. All right, so this is the basic uh, the, the theory we have. Then we're gonna you, you apply them, right? We're gonna apply them. So if you have learned thermodynamics before, you know that entropy change uh, is equal to delta uh, Q divided by T, the heat divided by temperature. Okay, so let's apply uh, the, the, the heat from sun to earth, right? So that means we have two entropy change. One is the entropy change of the sun, another entropy change of earth, right? That added together, that's the process of the heat. It comes from the sun to the earth. So now we know that the sun has high temperature, earth has low temperature. And I, I, I'm not a slide, I'm sorry, I'm not a slide, slide five already. Oh gee, I'm in slide five now, sorry. Uh, yeah, I should mention about slide number. I'm not slide five now. All right. That's so, the, know, the one with the title of entropy process. Is that the slide? Yeah, entropy process one. Okay, thank you. Yeah, entropy process one. Sorry, that's right. Uh, and so what happens there is that uh, you, you see that uh, because the sun has a high temperature, so delta Q, that's the number of heat, take it from sun, divided by high temperature is small entropy. When the same amount of heat arrives at the Earth, Earth has low temperature. So that is a bigger entropy, right? 
So this, the heat is leave the sun, so the entropy is decrease. Uh, but the sun, this, the, the, the heat arrives at this the the earth. The entropy is positive. So the positive minus the negative with a small number, the whole process has a positive entropy increase. Okay, so this process is uh, follows the second law and increase the entropy of the sun and earth add together. Because that, that's one process, right? So that's process one. So now if you go to, of course, that entropy process, get the energy here, that's where it goes to the trees. Uh, the tree grows, right? The trees grow and the food, uh, uh, the, the fruits, uh, fruits are produced all because of that entry production process. The heat is transferred here and then that's all work. Okay, now we get a slide six. Get a slide six. It's a, a process two. Process two I mentioned before was that the kids make a mess, right? Okay, so what does it mean? That's S equal to KB log omega. KB is a Boltzmann constant. It's actually the Planck, Planck actually got the number, uh, but the Boltzmann got the concept. So the number, the value of the number is actually uh, developed, de de derived by Planck, uh, but the Boltzmann has a concept. So we, we call it a Boltzmann constant. So it's Boltzmann times log omega, natural log omega. Omega is the number of configurations. That means how many ways you can range that system. So we give a very simple example. We talk about ice, water, and vapor. Let's just uh, 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 process two, slide six. So ice, you know, is kind of solid that we see, right? So you cannot, you cannot easily deform it. So it has fewer configurations. Water is more fluid. It can go all kinds of shapes, right? You get a lot of uh, configurations. It becomes vapor. It's a big area. So you can see that the, the, the entropy of ice is smaller than the water. It's way, way, way smaller than the vapor. So to do that, we have that heat, right? Yeah, the heat uh, gets ice, it becomes water, and more heat, it becomes uh, it becomes the vapor. So that's how you increase the entropy of the system by the heat input. Okay, so what what does the kids do? Suppose so, um, uh, now if you go to this, this figure here, this figure is copied from the internet. So at the beginning, your room. It's very uh, tight, right? Very neat. You know, you make the room very neat, and you put the toys here, you put the books there, you put whatever trees there, and that's the left side of the figure. When the kids comes, right, when the, when your son or your daughter uh, comes, and uh, he or she makes make make a makes mess, right? Put the everything messed up. Okay, so I have a lot more configurations now. So then to the KV, you have the after the kids made a mess. The log log capital n, and before it's uh, it's low n, so it is subtracting each other. The total s is increased. Total entropy is increased. The system. So the kids follow the second law. Second is the nature, the, the law of nature. So that kids good. So if if one kids if your kids don't do that, you need to worry about it, right? That means the, the kids it's it's abnormal, but abnormal is not bad too, you know. That's genius, sometimes abnormal at the young age. Anyway, so you can see that when the kids uh, make a mess, it's not too bad, right? You know, it's natural. So then when it's in the evening, you just put it back, right? But however, you see you have, a, you have this log capital N minus log N. But remember, you look at the left side here. We have, you, have, you, have the, you have the blue dots. You, you have the, the, the kind of uh, 
this kind of purple bricks, then you have these uh, green triangles, right? So each of them have different configurations. So they have different scales here. So, so, so you have, you see, it's not just not capital N uh, and the small N, right? Actually, I have more things. You have these dots, you have these bricks, you have these triangles. Okay, so I have more configurations. They're different scale. One's big scale and a smaller scale, right? So how do you put them together? So KB log omega is not enough. So you have to, you have to consider this one, okay? So we need a theory to do that. Okay, to model scale entropy. So that's basically what this entropy is about. So we need to consider individually and put it back together, okay? So what it means is that now you talk about a system, right? System, you have the entropy of the system. First that you have different, you have different microstates. For the previous case, we have three of them, right? One of them are, are, the, are, the, are the dots, uh, one of them are the bricks, or four of them, and then the triangles. The third one is this gray uh, kind of blocks. Okay, so it's three of them. So you, put, you have a different way to configure, configure, configure them. So you got this PK log BK. So PK is a probability. So then we, you learn statistics, PK log BK, sum of all kinds of possibilities together, you got the entropy of the system. However, as I just mentioned, each of the microstate, each of these three or four of the configurations, they have their own entropy, right? Because we should hear just one way, because these dots can be arranged in different ways, okay? In that small area, okay? Or in the whole, whole big area, you can do that. So that each of them have the entropy too. So that means if you want to talk about total entropy of the system, we have to think about uh, two things, right? One is that all these different microstates co configuration, that's the first item is peak log BK summation. And then they each configuration microstate has their own entropy. That's the probability times its own entropy summation here. So two terms here. So this basically is our entropy. So why that's that's important? Because um, previously, as I, I will see next slide, people only call either consider the first one or consider the second one. Uh, there has been no theory put them together into one equation. So we see that's a problem. Why the problem? We'll see the next slide. Why that's a problem? Of course, I mean, the problem is that either one of them is not total entropy of the system, right? Only partial part, part uh, part entropy of the system. Hi, can you explain again why the entropy of the system is that formula that, you know, involved the PK? This entropy? one? Yes, like the... Okay, this one, the, this the, one is... Uh, okay, the if you formula, the previous yeah. slide, the slide six, that's KB log omega, right? That's what we have typically learned. Yes. Okay. But this omega, what it means? That means omega means that all the configurations have the same energy. Okay? Yeah. That means each configuration has the same probability. However, if, if, if each configuration have, has a different probability, then you get this equation. So you think of this one, right? If pk is 1 over omega, then you go back and you get a previous equation. Okay, I see, I see, okay, I got it. So this one derived, was derived by Gibbs back in 1870s. Okay, I got it, okay. So when in Boltzmann case, the, this equation, the equation on, numbers, uh, on, on slide six, keep log only, that's Boltzmann equation. Boltzmann consider each state have the same probability. Yes, yes. Okay? That's good. That's a good question. Okay. Uh, so, so most of the textbooks, they only teach the first one, KP log omega. They didn't teach this one. 
They should take this one first, then say that Kb omega is out of this equation when pk equal. Okay. I think it's because the Boltzmann distribution is easier to derive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's less useful. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So we are, I'm on slide 8 now, right? I'm on slide 8. So now you have the two terms now, right? The blue term is PKSK summation. That means each microstate. Of course, you have yeah, you have many of them, right? Actually, you talk about the, the big number, okay? And then P log PK is for the for 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 the configuration among of those different uh, microstates. And then you think about this one, right? Each microstate could have more uh, finer scales, right? So you can you can make this SI. Now I'm slash nine. SI can have divided even further. So what does it mean that? That means this form is so nice. The S equal to the two terms are together is scalable. It's scalable. You can think about this one. You go for you start from the electron, okay? And then you go to the atoms, then you go to the molecules, then you go to the matters, and then you go to the people, okay? Then you go to society, then you can go to the, the country, then you can go to the planet. Then you go to the, the, the solar system, then you go to the galaxies, go to black holes. Okay, so it's scalable. That's what we call the nested formula. So I suppose this is uh, the, uh, the entropy, relative entropy, uh, computation of uh, entropy from the relative entropy, right? The, uh, you can have a conditional probability that uh, the, how the uh, uh, the you can compute the uh, the total entropy as the uh, say of uh, two random variables uh, the x and y and then um, the the total entropy of x y would be the entropy of, uh, of with respect to x plus the ent relative entropy of um, uh, y with respect to x right so yeah so, so that's a very good point so you have x y and then you have x, y, they have relative probability. So that's why, so the blue term is like x and y separated together, right? But the black one means x, y, they can appear statistically in the system. So yes, they have another yes. probability, yeah, two, there's two of them. Yeah, so, so the first black term would be, say, the x with respect to the x random variable, and then um, the blue term would be the uh, the relative uh, entropy or the uh, entropy of uh, uh, a conditional probability of uh, x conditional on I uh, know I mean uh, y conditional on x right that, you, yeah you can think about that way like exactly 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 yeah exactly that that's also a way to present it yeah that's good sorry which slides are we on this is slide nine. So that's nine. So that's, that made us very excited. So we can do that. Of course, you know, uh, sorry. That, that, of course, uh, you know, I'm not the, I'm not a social, uh, 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 I'm not doing social study, right? I'm not, actually I had a friend, uh, he studied forest. Uh, he's, uh, he studied ecosystem. And uh, that's, that's actually why in about 2019, we wrote this paper, discuss this one. Uh, we were going to apply to forest. Okay. I will show you later, a little bit later, of, of the significance of this equation.
Okay, so this is, we call the Nestle formula. So you can go all the way to quantum scale, then to whatever scale you want to go up. So that's what we find is so exciting about it. Okay, so any other comments, questions? If it's not, I move to slide. So what if we, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, actually, what, what if you, we, can you, what if I, we start uh, from the very base, very, uh, the, the, the bottom layer of uh, yeah. refinement at the very, uh, then your term will be uh, simplified to the original ones, right? Yeah, then you just have first term. I will show that one. I show that on our next slide. Can can you actually explain again the addition of the two? Uh, okay. Yes, so thank you. so when you talk about the the the, the different states, right? So what I think about is that, for example, we talk about the room. Okay, talk about the room. So this room is the system, right? As a system, we have many chairs. Okay. How do we arrange the chairs? Okay, that's PK log of PK. How many ways to arrange it? Each way has probability. Or you can say in the room we have 10 chairs, we have 10 people, right? How do 10 people arrange on those chairs? So that's the probability there. Okay. But then each person has, a, has entropy, right? Yes. So total entropy will be the arrangement, given a way to arrange the, the people on the chairs, and each person has a probability, has entropy too. So the total the entropy of the room would be a, the way to arrange people, the first black one, black term, and then each person and this kind of configurations and that's uh, different entropy because uh, 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 not each person, sorry. So each, each configuration because uh, when you go to class, you, you like to sit together with your friend. So you get a kind of interaction different. So each arrangement of people in the, in the, uh, the 10 uh, chairs, we have different entry for that arrangement. Uh, I see, I see. Okay, I sort of get it. But like the two terms, I, I think it's related something to what Hansen said. So the two PK, terms- then PK, same, PK is the same, right? Yes, but like the two case, I, I know, uh, because the same, but like the two sum, uh, are they complete? They are not completely independent or something. Uh, how do uh, exactly, very interesting. So I'll show you the next slide, how you calculate PK. PK is related to SK. PK is a function of SK. I, I, I don't have the equation there, but the PK is related to SK. Okay. The next slide, actually, is the next slide. Let me show you the next slide. Okay. And let's go to slide 10. It's total energy and the harmonized energy. Total energy is like internal energy, harmonized is free energy. Okay. If you look at the classical statist statistical mechanics, that's by Gibbs, as in the 1870s. And uh, that's what I so in that case, you want the entropy of the system is equal to KB, PK, log PK. That's given arrangement. Okay. And then he derived the partition function. Partition function is z equal to an exponential of minus f divided kbt. Kb is both more constant. And then because the system has different configurations, right? So it's a summation of the all possible configuration. Now, it, now here's the total energy, internal energy of that configuration. 
So now you see, actually, it's, it's funny, right? This is F, and, the, and the, in the middle is F, Hermes energy, but on the, on the right is EK divided by KBD, the total energy. So actually, it's some kind of a, a funny thing here, right? They, they're not the same. So if you take the equation I just mentioned, kind of the entropy theory, and on the right side of the slide 10, you have now the purple, uh, the, the blue one is peak SK minus KB peak log PK. If it goes through the same mathematics, same mathematics, the partition point is different. So uh, it's... Sorry, yes. Professor Liu, the, uh, just quickly again, uh, I remember the, uh, the, the important uh, of the original uh, Boltzmann formula. He referred to the omega, capital omega. That's the number of microstates. The, yeah. It's actually the direct counting of all the uh, microscopic micro uh, the the finest. That's right. So if we are doing at a, a, a more abstracted uh, level, say one level above, say you can think of you know uh, uh, FEA. Uh, I mean finite element. I mean you you cross screen uh, 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 screening and then you 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 get less less uh, refined. Then on each level, the number of states, the counting different. will be incorrect. I mean, it's different. My, it's different. It's different. Yeah. And it, it, I, mean, I, I, I thought it's supposed to be the at the most bottom level. Ah, that, that's you, actually actually you're right here. That's the last. That's the last line on slide ten. These two are equivalent when s equals zero. So when does s equal zero? It's for pure quantum state. So if your microstate is a pure quantum state, then SK equal to zero because you only have one state, log of one equal to zero. There's no variability at that point. It's it's just one state. That's right. That's a pure quantum state. However, the pure quantum state actually has a, has a very interesting definition, right? What is a pure quantum state? It's one state. Okay, that's that's the first one. And uh, it's at zero Kelvin, right? Okay, now if the pure quantum state is at a high temperature, what happens? That's the first question, okay? The second question is that when people apply this, this equation, the original one, nobody starts with pure quantum state. Do you know why they cannot do pure quantum state? Tell us. Because it be that means you were you were solve Schrodinger equation. That's basically Schrodinger equation is about. Schrodinger equation is about all kinds of states you have, all interactions. So basically, if you want to apply the left equation, it's okay, that's fine. So you have to start with the pure quantum state. Then you basically have to solve the solve the quantum mechanics equations. Schrodinger equation, but of course we know we cannot solve Schrodinger equation. But we can solve one simplified Schrodinger equation. I guess some of you know that equation we solve, right? As theory. Do you know what theory we use to solve Schrodinger equation today? Well, I mean, the that depends on the uh, you know the how many uh, particles you have. Uh, if you say do. Uh, uh, like you can always uh, 
start with the original equation, shorting equation, and then uh, the compute the compute everything. And um, yeah. or if you deal with the uh, uh, molecule, uh, then you have uh, density function theory, and then uh, you can always uh, exactly uh, do exactly. The, yeah. And then and if you do the uh, nuclear uh, physics, then uh, you have shell. Uh, shell theory. Yeah. That, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. That that's exactly the point. So today, today, if you want to solve any real material, what even not real, and if you, if you want to solve the above beyond the hydrogen, okay, so you have this density function theory to do that, okay. So now, you, as soon as I start to density function theory, you don't start, you, you don't have pure quantum state anymore. Um, well, I, I think the it what level you are trying to compute the uh, uh, the entropy. I mean, uh, in theory, it. Um, you, you, I mean, uh, well, first uh, for first principles, of all, you can always compute the uh, uh, the uh, entropy from the uh, uh, the most basic particles, uh, even from yeah, quarks. Yeah, for electrons, right? For electron density, density, yeah. density of electrons. Yeah. Right, electron or, or even from quarks, um, the, uh, from the very uh, constituent of uh, the nucleus and, and, and uh, exactly. the, yeah. So, but uh, let's say, the, the thing is, if you do not, there's no change in the in the process, let's say the initial stage and then final stage, if there's no change, uh, the entropy. Well, actually, the the absolute. I, I don't think um, we count you know, compute the uh, the absolute value of the entropy. It's oh, that's the excellent difference. point. That's an excellent yeah, point. It's, a, that, that, it's the I, difference. I think. Uh, yeah, you made an excellent point here. Okay, so now, so what's the density function theory? Density function theory states that at a ground state, at a zero Kelvin, at a zero Kelvin, okay, at a zero Kelvin, there is one ground state. That's a pure quantum state, okay? So for that pure quantum state, there's one specific electron distribution called electron density. Okay, so basically, what it means is that in it, because you cannot track individual electrons, okay? So we can say, okay, but we have an electron distribution in the system because of density, electron density. But we know that the theory is that there will be, there must be one electron density distribution and it gives the ground state. There's only one ground state. That's what density function theory is about. Okay, that's very good. So that means now we're going to calculate that one. That's the, 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 the distribution of electron. Okay, we got the, the, the ground state, right? Okay, that's fine. However, as soon as you start the temperature, as soon as the temperature is not zero Kelvin, what happens? You have two contributions now. The electron densities were different. So you get electron structure. You, you get the Fermi direct distribution for electrons. Okay. Second, you got a phonon. What is the phonon? Phonon is the atomic vibration. So you get the two distributions. Okay. 
Of course, you have two serial for that. You have the Fermi Dirac distribution for electrons, because the Pauli a principle. And then you have the Bose Einstein statistics for the phonons, because they are indistinguishable particles. So from the from density from this theory, we have a finite temperature. What do you get? You get SK. For each state, for each a configuration, you got a SK. SK is function of temperature. So now you see that as soon as you go beyond zero Kelvin, you get so many uh, quantum states mixed into one state. So if you can do DFT calculations for all of them, okay, and then you have the uh, thermal electronic contribution if it's conductor. Of course, if it, if it, if it is uh, insulator, you don't have electronic contribution because uh, the electron, the Fermi level is zero. And then you have, but you still have a phonon. Okay. So that um, goes to the SK. In this uh, uh, Professor Liu, I think this is a, a very key point. Would you be kind enough to repeat uh, what what uh, you just stated about uh, the definition of the? Uh, That's a really uh, key part. Absolutely. SK, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I Yeah. So the SK here has. If we saw the, uh, I think it was Erica, right? Someone mentioned all. It was Erica, right? Yeah. I, somebody was asking. So, as a today's theory. Okay, if you just go to the theoretical part, go to Schrodinger equation, the left side is perfectly okay, but you cannot solve it. There are too many states. Okay. Based on density functional theory, to solve the Schrodinger equation, we have to have SK on the right side. If, unless you go unless you stay at zero Kelvin. Okay. As said, zero Kelvin. Of course, at zero Kelvin, you don't need a partition function, right? That doesn't matter. So that's really the like in slide 11. That's what you're talking uh, about here. Yes. So the, is, is SK defined uh, similarly as S, as before? But basically, also pre, pre, prior yeah, to that. Yeah, actually, that's exactly. You need, so SK, you, you need to, you, uh, uh, microstates yeah, need to be that's right. specified. That's right. But in SK, we have SK. We just need to pick a log of BK. Equation, not, not exactly, because we, we, you, for SK, we need two distributions. One is the Fermi direct distribution for electrons. That's given by electron density, right? Electron structure. And then we need a phonon. So we use both Einstein statistics for phonons. So SK has two contributions. Electronic contribution and a phonon contribution. So both of them are pure states. So the the individual SK is zero. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of density function theory, basically, really. Well, they they are together, right? Because they yeah, they're that's right. They put together. SK plus summation of these two. That I mean, uh, the the two uh, uh, phonon and uh, electron, uh, they actually exchange energy. I mean, at a uh, it, it, the key point, I, I guess the key question is to how they reach uh, the equilibrium temperature. Oh, yeah. so, the, the, so the, the, KT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, good question. So, so what happens is that, so you know, if you just do DFT calculation, you get zero K energy, right? You get an electron distribution, okay? And you have the density, sorry. And then you have to go to finite temperature. Assume I go to finite temperature, you're going to have the partition function as you show on the slide 10 here. 
z equal to summation of ek divided kbt. Okay, when you do that one, so you cap ek by the density function theory for all the electronic contribution configuration for all the phonon contribution. I see. So the SK, I can think of as the subsystems, like uh, composing the, uh, the whole system as, for example, uh, the electron component uh, yeah. versus phonon component. Exactly. And this beauty, right? both of them, you use the partition function on the left side because they're pure states, pure quantum states. You cannot, you cannot divide a phonon even further. Oh, at least in, in the quantum mechanics theory, okay. So we leave the quantum mechanics theory. Uh, the phonon and the electron are both pure quantum states. So that's the beauty of the method. left equation works for it, works for both. So the left oh, side okay. calculate SK, put it this way, all right? And then we add the top of that, we'll put a PK log of VK. But in Boltzmann's uh, uh, I, I think language, he would uh, actually treat them as uh, uh, equal, uh, I don't know, I mean this. Yeah, that's right. They, the Boltzmann treated PK equal to 1 over omega. That's right. But, it, but in principle, it's incorrect, because we know if you do quantum mechanical calculations, they're not the same energy. So the PK is different. So basically, it's the uh, basically you do the maximization of the uh, 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 the Gibbs free energy uh, with respect to uh, the uh, probability, and uh, because of the convexity of the uh, function. Uh, uh, of course, I mean that uh, uh, basically it's the when you hold the energy constant, uh, then you basically get the uh, the, the maximization condition gives you the uh, Boltzmann uh, distribution. That's right. I mean, exactly. uh, Gibbs distribution. Exactly. No, it's, it's actually, it's actually, it's, it's maximize entropy, minimize the free energy, right? Yeah. They'll get the same results. You can minimize the free energy on, on the F. Okay. Okay, you minimize F, you got the PK. Or you maximize S, you get PK. Same thing. They get the same yeah. results. Okay, and, and, and that's, that's fantastic discussing, I like it. So, so the, the thing is, uh, uh, I suppose you're going to do the uh, optimization at different levels, right? The each system in each no, uh, system. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, otherwise, if you do the, the, well, the thing is, I mean, I, uh, it should be consistent with the uh, with the, uh, if you maximize the whole thing, uh, uh, as one, uh, uh, ensemble, uh, it, and, and as opposed to, if you just, uh, uh, set the, each subsystem as a closed system and then maximize, uh, or minimize the free energy in each, uh, for each subsystem, right? That's actually an extremely important question. I asked it here. Okay, the first equation S is independent of an ensemble. Okay, ensemble only affects what free energy you use. So, for example, if you take the MVT, right, canonical uh, ensemble, use F. If you take a Gibbs ensemble, use G here. 
So only difference is this uh, partition function. The entropy itself is not affected. Same formula. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have a question here. It seems to me like you define this one is very weird because like the two components, they mix up, you know, like one ma uh, macroscopic pack is mixed up with the one level below it, the microscopic pack. Ah, and, you, you uh, and, 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 you know, like, why don't you like treat them separately? Why, why do you sum them up in the first place, you know? And then, you know, if you go down further, you know, it's uh, the effect of the each contribution, you know, how do you, what, what, what's the usefulness of that approach, you know? Uh, oh, let, you let me tell you that's why. So that's actually a good question. If you go back to slide nine, you see that importance here. Because it's practically useful. Actually, next slide, not, not slide 11 too, but it is, let's talk about slide nine. It's practically useful. When you do experiments, right? Suppose you do X-ray, for example. You have, you, have a, you have a resolution. You have two resolutions when you do experiments. You have the time resolution and the spatial resolution. Okay? So when you talk about uh, your results from your measurements, you actually define the scale already. Okay? So, for example, if you, if you use X-ray to measure magnetic properties, you cannot differentiate individual spin. You measure the system, system spin, the macroscopic, instead of microscopic. So it's really because of the experiments we do. Because in any experiment, we don't measure all the scales simultaneously. We measure one scale. All experiments one scale. And all the other scale, it's, it's summed up as the data you have. So you don't measure individual scales at each, at each measurement. So that's why you divide them. For example, if you do neutron scattering, if you do the synchrotron, okay, then you measure different scale. Then you need to have different scale, equation here. You need to, have, you need to do two, two different scales to line up. Actually, you guys asked just a really good question. For example, I don't know how many of you know ferroelectric, later titanate. The tetanate at low temperature is tetragonal, polar, polarized tetragonal. At high temperature is cubic. That's by X-ray. However, if you do another measurement with much finer time and spatial resolution, at all temperatures, they're cubic. They're tetragonal. There's no cubic, okay? So it's really the homogenization by experiments become very important. Yeah, all so right. basically, uh, yeah. if I... Uh... So basically, you, uh, you basically yeah. you're, you're looking at the uh, uh, different uh, or scale or level um, where the uh, the lower level is not perturbed, uh, not interacting with the the higher level, and uh, so exactly. you just uh, yeah just change the uh, the uh, the higher level uh, uh, configuration. And then the lower level is no, not interacting with the. Uh, no, they are interacting. No, no, they are interacting. No, no, they are interacting. But it's your resolution cannot see it. Um, well, you I see would, the average well, behavior. The uh, chain. Well, For example, I just let's look over your slide ten again. Go to slide ten, right? So left equation is correct if you start with the pure quantum state. That means if you experiment can sample all the pure quantum state. So that's the equation correct. 
However, if you expand the canal sound each pure quantum state, then the left equation is incorrect. You have to use the right equation, right side equation. Yeah, but the thing is, if you have pure quantum state is changed uh, during the process. Uh, no, it's not. Pure quantum doesn't change. No, no, no. I'm saying that change. if it is changed, let's say, I mean, I can make, a, let's say, photon, a very high energy photon, and um, the it, it, it destroy or the excite the the state in the lower uh, level, then there's an interaction, right? The uh, so the state changes, then I have to uh, compute that entropy. I mean, compute that state count, Absolutely. count you are right. that state into yeah. the computation. You are right. Yeah, you are right. For example, if because you see. The left of the equation is the base state is pure quantum state. If you say you go below the pure quantum state, yeah, then there's more states actually. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right. this is, you can do. Yeah. 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 Uh, so so uh, this is basically yeah. It's um, looking at the the most uh, to make it uh, more efficient in calculation. Right? The uh, uh, which are not those which are not changed. You don't uh, uh, account for it because the the final the final um, uh, result matters only uh, the only the change in the entropy matters and not the not the absolute uh, value of the entropy. Right. So wherever whichever level that is changed you account for it and then within like a small at a smaller scale smaller resolution or higher resolution if it is not changed uh why do you want to account for it right so the uh, just uh um uh, only you you investigate on uh when it is needed when the uh uh if there's any change in the in the finer scale right you can see by the way but if you take the left equation you take the same state to calculate, you get wrong results. Okay, that's actually the next slide. That's the last slide 11. Okay, so you do experiments, you measure some of the dynamics, you can measure heat capacity. You can measure it. You measure heat capacity, you do integration, you get entropy. You have to put the two together to get the right entropy compared with, with the experiment. If you don't do it, you cannot. That's why in the literature, nobody can predict the heat capacity for this kind of system. So you take each part of it. So you see, the red part is the quantum mechanics. If you take quantum mechanics alone, you cannot the result will not agree with the experiment. If you take the blue static mechanics alone, you cannot agree with the experiment. It seems like yeah, it okay. seems like really like you said uh, at the beginning, like multi-level. Uh, yeah, so right. so the, the the macroscopic one, it the the entropy it doesn't auto automatically content completely the lower scale right so that's Absolutely. why you you have to take into account the lower scale when necessary that's basically uh yeah that's You're what right. you're saying that's the exactly. okay. yeah necessary uh what's defined as necessary is when it's uh changed if it is changed uh, then you have to take into account you have to investigate and take uh, account for it if, if it is not changed, but there's no case. But there's no case. You can take the the blue term, uh, the the blue term only. Agree with the experiment. It doesn't happen. 
So the reason is because so, so did you apply did you apply this to some real uh, uh, ex experiment? Did you check? Oh, of course, we have many of them. Okay, I've showed. I talk about some expansion and the quantum critical criticality. That's that next the slide. No, I want one more slide. Slide twelve before I go to the results. So now we need to make it more general about entropy production. Okay, entropy production. Now I divide them into four terms. The first one we talk typically talk about is the heat, the red one. But as a human, right? Human is a system, or any actually organisms. You have to consume something. Okay, then you produce something. Then you produce information. Okay, so the heat is generated, the nutrient consumed, waste is generated, and the information destroyed. So that's the total entropy production of any process. Now we can apply this one to the cases. Okay, this is one. I want to show you one example. The cerium. Cerium is one metal. So you know, this is this is phase diagram. If you have heard before, water is phase diagram. Temperature pressure. You can change the volume to pressure. That's just like a temperature pressure phase diagram. But, it, but if we want to do the volume, some expansion. So now what happens is that in water, you know, water and the vapor has a critical point, right? Okay. So that's a critical point here. Same thing. At a critical point, volume expansion, V to T derivative, diverges. That's the definition of a critical point. The system loses, becomes unstable. When it's unstable, T to V goes to zero. V to T goes to infinite derivative. So all the lines are prediction from our model. And the, the, the dots here, the symbols here are our experiments. This is without any feeding parameter. Just use the equation I talk about. Calculate DFT with the quantum mechanics calculated and the statistical, statistical mechanics put them together. We put the critical point. I, I will challenge you if you, if you tell me anybody has predicted the critical point in the literature without any feeding parameter. This is magnetic transition critical temperature. That's fine, right? The volume expansion. But I want to give another dramatic one. It's on the right, right side of the diagram. So this temperature volume. So each line, each curve here is for fixed pressure. So this, this is the line. Is the, uh, the, you see the uh, one with zero pressure, that means ambient pressure. Now, if you look at the right diagram for Einstein platinum, Einstein platinum is the Yinmai alloy. Uh, Yinmai alloy was discovered uh, about 1900, 1800, 1890, 1890 something by a Swiss scientist. He got Nobel Prize because he discovered it. So, in that alloy, he discovered iron nickel, Einstein nickel around. The sum expansion becomes negative. Some of the is not a phase, it's not a two phase, it's still a single phase. Okay, you see this one? And the ion three platinum, you have these black dots. When temperature goes up, volume first increase, and then increase less. And then with the proper uh, uh, symbol range, it becomes zero. Then decrease volume, temperature goes up, and then decrease less, then becomes zero, then increase again. If you increase the pressure, and the, the line moves to the left, and reach the critical point, that the volume negatively diverges. Okay. So that's completely predicted by our theory about the entropy theory. And again, there's no feeding parameter. Now you take the DFT calculation for the for number of states. I will give you a so surprise, right? For the cerium, we only have three microstates: non-magnetic, ferromagnetic, and antiferromagnetic. 
that even spin configuration. For iron 3 platinum, we have 512 states, given the spin configurations. So this application, again, the symbols are all from experiments, and the, the lines are uh, purple symbols are from predictions. All right, that's all I have. Wow, I think one more, that's good. That was great. Excellent, Excellent talk. I had a question. Um... Now, I want to mention one more thing, okay. Okay. So that's why I think this can apply to society, right? You know, society is kind of homogeneous. But when that society becomes unstable, unstable for the good reason, unstable for the bad reason, but for the bad result. And if I consider the positive, the, but it is bad, right, so to speak. You get, a, you get a huge expansion of the volume of society or huge contraction. So contraction means that society destroyed. Expands that society expands to, 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 to conquer other places. So it's a pretty word. It's an instability of society. That's why I think it can apply to society too. Big Bang. Big Bang is instability, right? Or the black hole is instability. That's actually the what the collapse see. of civilizations yeah, due to due to these dynamics that you just described. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, you see, uh, if if you have listened to the uh, you read the book by Stephen Hawking, his focus point of his all his theory is singularity. The critical point here is a singularity. All right, singularity. That's the end of the story. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone. Yeah, thank you so much for this great um, presentation. But please go ahead and ask your questions. Um, uh, Tuan, Dr. Shah, you didn't get the chance to ask a question. Please go ahead. Well, okay. Uh, so uh, this, you know, some of this reminds me of um, some you know, work. Well, molecular dynamics is is very much approximate, but Getting into a deeper understanding of hydrogen bonds, I remember a science paper. Um, and in an electronic structure, you know, we'll make a, a Born-Oppenheimer approximations, which says that um, while the nuclear motion uh, is is so slow, the electronic configuration can just adjust to it, and so we can separate those two calculations and ignore the coupling. But in terms of a particularly interesting science paper on uh, experimental paper on the hydrogen bonds in proteins it was shown that um, the the uh, you know the hydrogen on the on the donor going to the acceptor will end up uh, tunneling back and forth and will have a resonance time of somewhere around 10 vibrations within the uh, acceptor donor pair and it struck me as um, you know how how inaccessible our our present theories, our, our um, methods of calculation are to really get to the energetics. And as I'm listening to your talk, it, it, you know it seems like there there might be um, a, a novel approach to the accounting and the energetics there. You have any comments on that? Yeah, it's absolutely. I fully agree with you. So you see, all the all the work we do now today, most of the work is that we cannot predict, we cannot, uh, you see, there's no closed mathematical form for singularity, right? Because you have to go through singularity to our society. So you cannot have one mathematical equation to go through. You cannot have one Hamiltonian to go through the singularity. It diverges. Yeah. 
So that's the fundamental problem we have, all the mathematical representation. So in this case we have here, in principle, if you want to get a very, very sharp singularity, you have to have an infinite number of states, right? Configurations. That's got to, because that's what I say, with the singularity, your wavelengths becomes infinite, basically. Fluctuates everywhere. But in the reality, of course, when you approach that singularity, it's not, it's not an infinity yet. So the law approach basically say, okay, when you approach that point, you can see that it starts to diverge. Okay. So if you want to make it a very sharp diverge, then you can actually predict it. So these are, any Hamiltonian approach has a limitation. You cannot do that. So that's what I said. That's are two parts of our equation. The first part, for individual well-defined configurations, you can calculate them using density function theory with quantum mechanics, well-defined. So the, the singularity really comes because it really comes, originates from the competition of different microstates configurations. That competition is represented by the second part of the equation. So you have to have both equations together, both parts together in one equation to predict singularity. Otherwise, all the theory you can describe a singularity. You can say, okay, I'm going to describe it, use, use this uh, uh, formula, right? Then you say it diverges there, but you cannot predict it. I hope that answers your question. Yes, thank you. Dr. Liu, I had a, sure. a few questions. One, we're a little bit past the top of the hour, so just wanted to check in with you, see how much time we have left with you. And number two was, what what drew you to science? What what was the first thing, or you know, how did you end up a scientist? Okay, that's a very good question. Thank you. Ah, uh, you know, I like to talk, so I I think I can talk another half hour, one hour, if that's necessary. All right. But I have to I have to housework after that too. Okay, okay, just just kidding. Okay, so uh, uh, I grew up in a mountain area in China, remote remote mountain area. Uh, I was told I was told the the growing ups told me when I was young. I always ask people question why why this why that why this why that I don't know why I do that. So I just I have this curiosity. I want to understand why things work how things work. That's really, really pleased me. So, so, you know, in China, we had a cultural revolution when I was, when I grew up. So I, I didn't have much education, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, China, China, the university in China were, were, were closed from 1963 to 1973, 10 years. There was no university, basically. Okay. Uh, so in 1976, they started to see, oh, maybe you should do something now. And in 1977, they said, let, let's open university again. You know, let's open universities again. So I was, in, I was first in high school at that time. Uh, and, and then uh, my, my principal, an university principal, as a high school principal, as a school principal, he said, you know, maybe it's a quick, you want to you try to, to, to take the exam to go to college, you know. I, I said, okay, I didn't know. Uh, so they said, okay, let's do that. So I, so I didn't finish high school, so I went to take took the exam. And I, I passed the exam, so, so I get to college before I finish my high school. Of course, that's that's abnormal, right? Because that's that's just the time history. Uh, and then uh, when I finished my college, uh, four years, 
Uh, I like to ask question again at that time. I like thermodynamics. Okay, uh, thermodynamics was my favorite class. But I have to tell you that the teacher was pretty bad that time, and his teaching was like made made everybody sleep <laughs> in the class. Anyway, so I really like thermodynamics. I I took that one, and then when I finished college, I need to decide what to do. Right at that time, again, I just started just started graduate open grad school. Okay. Uh, Gresco actually also started in 1977-78, but very few people can get in. And then, so then I, I, my, my father said I should get a job. I, he actually gave me a job uh, to work on. But I said, no, I want to, go, I want to study more. I want to study more. So then I took the exam. I got to grad school. Again, the reason I got into grad school because I did well in thermodynamic exam. And then I met my wife. I got married. She, she, she was my classmate. And uh, then I continued to get my master's degree, then get, get uh, my wife went to Sweden. I followed her to Sweden and get a PhD. Uh, yeah, I always like to talk with people, talk with ideas, ask wise. Then I said I, have to, I, I, I had to become a professor because that's where I can really uh, freely ask questions and teach people about knowledge too. I've been in Princeton about 23 years now. Professional asking the question why. Yes, that's one of my favorite questions. Yeah. I, it's, I really like that. Always. Uh, so, when my students, I, I, I graduated as a student, right? Um, so, I told the student, you have to ask three whys for one question, or one, one issue, right? If you can answer all three whys, then nobody can, maybe nobody can ask, ask, ask you a question anymore. What are, what are those three whys? Now, three wise is that, it, for example, why do you do this, right? You got some, you do this, then you go with three levels, just multi-scale. Multi-scale and nested. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Nested three levels of a question, wise. My favorite question. Who else has questions? Flash <laughs> I have a question. So uh, thank you so much. First of all, that was a very fascinating paper. My question is about the configuration because you just explained a couple of the, I mean, equations that you just used previously. So the configuration part, does it have a use in a, for the black hole? I mean, yeah. configuration or not? That's right, that's right. Uh, so if you, uh, uh, of course, again, I'm not a black hole expert, but very uh, kind of a very simple understanding of uh, of this one is that uh, in Stephen Hawking and actually before him there was another uh, a young person. So that's why I know there are many young people here. The young people have a lot of ideas, right? So when they try to figure out the, the entropy of a black hole. They, they did a lot of mathematics, okay? But their conclusion was that the entropy of black hole is proportional to the area, to the area of the black hole. That's the final conclusion. So what does that mean? So what is on the area of, of, of the black hole, right? Think about this one. Okay, so is Shah, right? Shah, was, was Shah you answered, answered the question? Okay, Shah, what do you think? If you talk about the area, right? The entropy is a proportion to the area. What does that mean? Yes. What does it mean? Yeah. 
that's an entropy point. We talk about entropy is the KP is peak log is the KP log omega, right? Omega yes. is configuration. Yeah, but in that equation, the derived state entropy is proportional to the area of the black hole. Actually, the area of the black hole, it, it, it doesn't mean that much. I mean, it doesn't have that much meaning to me because in a certain point, we're going to have the infinite. Yeah, so that's right. So it's exactly right. So what it means is that you have a large area, you have more way to arrange your stuff. So again, you get more high entropy. So, so, so that's what the black, at least at the moment, the black hole entropy is like that. But I would, I really like to do if if I, you know, since this news published, I know okay, uh, uh, you guys found this one too. Uh, it's really that uh, uh, it's, it's a nested form, right? I actually got an email from a cosmologist. And he said, "Oh, maybe he should. Have, he want to apply this one to the, to to the to the uh, to the black hole. Uh, actually, no. He want to apply this one to dark matter. He said this can be applied to dark matter. So I, I'm I think you could. I think you answered my question, but I mean, in another part, I mean." I was just wondering about the producing the data because when we are thinking about the, I mean, quantum level, it's different. And when we are talking about the data producing with the matter that you just explained, that's a different level because even in the biology, in a system biology, even sometimes uh, I think that it's possible to produce the data based upon the equation that you just explained. Yeah, so uh, in, in, the, in the biosystem, it's, it's so complex, right? So it's really, really a much, much bigger than the problem I'm addressing, because in my case, I address atoms, and I address the spin, magnetic spins and the polarizations. If you go to the, in my opinion, if you want to truly predict the biosystem, you need to start from the quantum first, you calculate the molecules, then you calculate the molecule arrangement, okay? So they have these different configurations together. Then you talk about the, how the molecules we arrange them in the space. Then you have this, uh, a, at least a three or four levels, more than the one I present here. But I still think it's important, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is that you really have to be, you have to account all the entropies which plays a role in those biosystems. If you just take one level, like people, many people do, that's insufficient. It will not give you the predictive power you have. Uh, did you ever consider it? Uh, did you ever consider it the full configuration? Yeah, that's right. It's, but you need to. But you see, but it's, it's so complex. You cannot put up. You cannot put all the configurations at different levels together. You have to separate them level by layer, level by level. Then you can do it. If you so see that's why the that's why the original uh, uh, statistical mechanical equations cannot be used. People use it wrongly. Okay, they didn't use they, if you if you want to really use the original one, you have to do all the pure quantum state. That means you have to solve certain equation for everything. You cannot do it. It doesn't work. So people didn't use that one. They use the non-pure quantum state. They apply the equation. That's wrong implication of this thing. So in this case, we say okay, let's separate the different levels. See so which level we can predict. We can calculate. Then put them, then stack them up basically.
So the, I think it's the same for the biosystem. You have to stack them up at the given scales. Then you can predict the truly predict the, the performance or the properties of a of a of a molecule or of a organism. So, um, if we compute the uh, uh, the Gibbs uh, distribution, uh, which is uh, as we discussed before, the which is the uh, maximization of entropy or minimization uh, uh, of free energy, uh, if we uh, look at the uh, distribution uh, computer distribution at a uh, certain level, which is uh, which would be uh, let's say um a coarser um coarser demarcation of the states uh so basically uh, you, you have a, a, the uh, coarser demarcation uh, say the uh, subsets of the uh, state uh, state space and um, yeah the so if we do the same thing uh for maximizing the free energy, uh, maximizing entropy or minimizing free energy, uh, we should get the uh, consistent distribution. And um, I, I think the the uh, the demarcation or the the selection of the subsets uh, there should be a um, condition on the uh, selection of the subsets right uh, or in other words in physical physically speaking uh how we uh how we define a level as opposed to another level uh i suppose we cannot just arbitrarily uh select the uh subsets or the uh, uh the or the uh, uh the arbitrarily demarcate the levels uh, Different levels and and then just do the uh, uh, maximization and minimi or minimization in that level. Is that correct? Uh, there okay. Needs so to that, be that's a, a great question. Definition of the that's a, that's a good question. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. But I think it doesn't matter in my opinion. Let me explain why it doesn't matter. Okay. So if you look at the the slide ten, right? Uh, let's see. I think it's slide ten. Just just. Just make sure I get the right slide there. If you look at the slide, uh, yeah, uh, slides uh, 11, slides 11, that's fine. Oh, no, no, slides, yeah, slides 10, that's right, slides 10. So if, if you can access all the pure quantum state, you can get all the properties of them. Then you can use left left side equation, right? Okay. So now the right side equation is basically the assemble, the, the, the high level of the left side equation. Okay. So you, you put them sum together. So so what does it mean? That means so basically from left side to right side, the infinite number of ways to combine them. You can find anywhere you want if you can get the data. Yeah, so I, the, I agree. The, the yeah. Yeah. I agree with the the first equation, how you compute given the probability. Given the probability of states, uh, this is always true. Uh, it, it's just the uh, uh, the getting the uh, uh, entropy of uh, two, let's say, two variables, two random variables from uh, single one of them, and then 
and then compute and then uh, combined with the uh, conditional entropy. Uh, and this is always true given the probability. Uh, what I'm uh, kind of concerned about is the uh, the second line uh, for the distribution, uh, because uh, the distribution comes from the uh, maximization and uh, 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 or minimization or whatever optimization you you, you do uh, to get the yeah. uh, distribution. So the the if you take the well i mean we can always i, I have the answer yeah. for you i know your question i have the answer yeah. for you. let's see if, okay let me give you answer see if it's correct okay so to you want to use the right side equation right so each k that state must feel the whole system that oh, that, 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 that micro state cannot be part of the system it has a whole system. Which which slides are we? Uh, which equation are it's, we? Uh, it's slide ten. Okay. And okay. Which so that is, that SK right? And SK is very important here. And SK, that because that that is that SK represents one microstate, right? Yeah. That microstate yeah. is not is not is not a pure quantum state. That microstate must feel the whole space of the system. So basically, you're the microstate has to be inter in, in, interacting with the uh, whole system, right? The, the rest of the system. Right? You, but how do you interact with the surroundings? Yes, right. How do you interact with the surroundings? So have to experience the same constraints as the whole system. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what you, so, you, you mentioned. Because if you take if you take microstate is not experience the, 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 the constraint for the surrounding, the value equation is incorrect. Uh, yeah. So so then the uh i'm just looking at trying to understand the the uh the meaning of uh, the the second the z on the right hand side uh is especially yeah. the uh, summation in the summation uh, notation the on the exponent yeah. you have f fk right um yeah so and i suppose the fk uh so if you're interacting with the uh uh, the rest of the the the, the rest of the uh, environment, the the rest of the system, which is in, in called environment, um, then the FK. So okay, so of course you can make the FK as a kind of a variable, right? Depending on what the environment uh, gives you, um, and and uh, yeah. So so if it is uh, um, the it, it is given by the environment or computed from the environment. Uh, yes, you can always uh, make the the everything consistent. But the my question, my motivation of the question is, I'm trying to see if this uh, if I can make everything consistent because uh, uh, it seems to me that um, uh, you, you're trying to basically at the, the uh, do this um, uh, because to make uh, make the computation convenient. We do do not need to compute the whole system, but just the the part that we need, uh, the or the the level that we need, and I'm trying to see that or prove that uh, uh, under what condition that we can isolate that level and uh, 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 do the maximization and or minimization within that system without bothering the uh, the the uh, the environment or the rest of the 
system. Or of course, uh, we can use one, it's a one, a few parameters to, to represent the, uh, uh, the, the environment uh, or the heat bath. Um, so I, I don't know which uh, approach you're taking, uh, the one or two parameters to represent the heat bath or, or making this uh, completely, uh, the level completely closed. Okay, so, so what it means is that it, when you talk about the, the interaction with the surroundings, it's basically the, the ensembles, right? Yes. So, yes. so as soon as you fix the ensemble, you fix the free energy. So, so that's really just to go back. So, if, for example, if you do the uh, MVT, you get a harmonized energy. If it goes to the MPT, you got a Gibbs energy. If you, if you fix other variables, you get different free energy functions. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, Hansen, I, 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 you know, Hansen. So I, you know, I think like the thing is, uh, you know, statistical uh, mechanics as taught in textbook is still correct, you know, because like all the formula, you see that they apply to ideal gas system, like they are able to reproduce, you know, the ideal gas equation and, and things like that from the quantum distribution. But I think in the case of what Dr. Lee showed today, you know, he showed that for, for some system, you know, for some real system, you know, where you do measurement and things like that, you don't see, uh, you know, uh, the experiment, experiment uh, data, uh, you know, agree with the, the theoretical calculation unless, you know, unless you add, you know, more stuff, right? And so that's why his formula comes in. So I think that eventually the question is really about, you know, whether or not his uh, formula applies, you know, correctly to to experimental data, right? Is it like that's the? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying that uh, the formula, the um, the uh, statistical mechanics uh, is correct, uh, and the uh, the maximization, basically, the distribution comes from. Of course, I mean it's the equilibrium state, and then uh, we're not talking about the uh, non-equilibrium state, right? And then uh, equilibrium state, and then um, so basically, you look at the whole ensemble. Uh, and then to optimize the system, you get the distribution. Uh, so, uh, so the the thing is, in principle, that's we're done. Uh, the job is done. But let's say if we uh, trying to, uh, I'm trying if we're trying to make the computation more convenient and faster, right? So some of the computation we don't need to do deal with the whole system. That's what I. Uh, that's what I think the motivation of this um, research is about. Uh, no, so... you still deal with whole system. No, you still deal with whole system. You still deal with whole, because you still have the stuff on the quantum state. Okay? You do. You but the, the only consider... is, yeah. But the only the only difference is that you put those pure quantum state, add them together as one micro state. That's yeah. So, so but that's yeah. Well, there's still some practical. Um, practical issues in computation, even when you, let's just go back, okay, we'll, we'll start at zero Kelvin and we'll start to heat something up. Yeah. I mean, if you get a, a system, well, you know, to, to handle the electrostatics at a larger scale, you know, we like to employ periodic boundary conditions, but we're not going to be able to, to, you know, some of the finer details are going to be aliased in when we go in and out of frequency space um for that and so we're not going to be able to capture all the terms that we need 
right? We're going to be missing. You know, you can. You catch all the frequencies. You catch all the phone frequencies. You you catch all the electronic frequencies too. But, they, they but we have to impose the periodic boundaries. But that's so right. That's right. Oh, you don't have to do that because you can do the molecules, right? You can Gaussian distribution. You can do the molecules, single molecules too. Well, for a patch of material, as you scale up, I mean, you know, say, let's go up to a hundred thousand atoms or so. Of course, then you cannot do it. No, that's that's beyond your scale. That's right. That's right. Right. You have right, too, right. Many, too many states. That's but right. But even if you're down, even if you're down to a smaller patch, where you know, you say, okay, you got your exascale project funded, and you're going to go. Compute right. these things, right. but that's but right. but you're still the long range electrostatic. You still have to apply these periodic boundary conditions, and so, well, yeah, you're stuck equilibrium, and you can't do you can't study way uh, heat heat traveling. You know, you can't have asymmetric boundaries if you're going to go periodic. So you're. Uh, yeah, I agree with you because uh, you know the density function theory. When you want to make calculations, you take the periodic boundary condition. That's right. So, so we won't have all the right states to add up to even apply your formula to. We, yeah, but, but you see, but I see, you know, the most of the problems we have, right? Most of the problems we have, uh, first, that uh, they are relatively short range or short range interaction. That's one thing. And if you do have, if you do have very long, very long interaction, like you just mentioned, electrostatic interaction, very long range, is way beyond the supercell we do, right? But it turns out that we have a solution for that too. So what you do is that you don't do it in the real space. You do it in the reciprocal space. That's the beauty of it. We have actually a paper on that, a few of them. So what do we do? I, I, I let, let me tell you see if you, if you see that solve partially of the problem. So in the real space, you do the periodic bond condition. You know it's incorrect because uh, the long, long range is electrostatic interaction not, not considered. And then you do that calculation. Okay, so how do you want to take, how can you consider this long range interaction? So what you do is that you look, you go to reciprocal space. Now, this becomes very interesting now. Why is it interesting? Because the infinity distance becomes the origin, the zero point. That solution is analytical. Okay, so now you can take the analytical equation, like the solution you have. You can add on top of your uh, a, a real space a periodic bond condition, and of course, then you have still have a problem, right? So what is what is the, the super, between the super and infinite? Okay, then you do some interpolation. It worked out actually worked out pretty good. You know what I what I I I find, uh, uh, you know, um, confused about this. Not confused, but like. What I, when I look at this formula, I feel it's a little bit uh, strange because it's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, based on any theoretical uh, foundation, you know, right? Like it's almost Which one? Like I mean, a, this one, you mean, you mean the Zentropy? Yeah, the Zentropy, like your definition. You oh, know? it is, it is, it is, it is. It's exactly, okay? You look at this like, Zentropy, right? That's exactly on our slides. You look at the slides, uh, start from 7. Yes. Okay? If I start 7. That's exactly fundamental you start. It's a purely theoretical derivation. No assumption here. You start with the system entropy. You say, okay, system has different microstates. This microstate is important. It's very important. As I think it was, 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 was Han Sen said that once. Right? It's very important. Each microstate here has to experience the same, the same constraints from the environment as the system. 
That's why you can apply this peak log PK. Okay. So now the next thing is that okay, this is this is only part yes. of the entropy. Of yeah, the but you know, like the addition pack is it seems to me it's very heuristic, you know. That is not Oh no, no wait, wait, wait. Are you, it's, what it's, are you it's, saying that Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Troy. The, are you talking about the uh, page? Uh, eight. Go to page seven, eight. Page seven, eight, 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 nine, right? It's three pages. Yeah, it's three pages. Uh, the uh, equation. So you're saying that the uh, the the plus sign, the blue, uh, black uh, summation plus blue summation is strange. Uh, what I'm saying is, you know, is is a heuristic formula. Uh, formula oh no, 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 no. It's know? not. It's, it's not. It's it's the so basically the the two sums. So basically, you have a uh, the the blue uh, sorry the the black one the black the black one is a kind of a coarser level uh, the uh, entropy and then the uh, the the blue one is a finer level yes but entropy. like there's no there's no you know principle to say that you oh, have yes, to add them up you know okay yes I can prove it to you I mean this is oh you can just look up. Uh, the uh, uh, Wikipedia uh, information theory, the uh, entropy. Uh, so, so the uh, uh, relative entropy uh, formula that uh, the entropy of x y is equal to entropy of x plus the uh, entropy of uh, y relative to x. So, Doctor Doctor Lee, so is are you saying that your formula, the addition, it 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 is you know coming from first principle? It's not a heuristic formula. Is it a heuristic formula or is it, you know, did you de derive it from first principle? You know, some first principle. Like, what are you saying? Um, is it a heuristic I, I, formula or is it, you know, did you deduce it from some first principle? That's what I'm concerned. Because if, if you, you know, deduce this, if you, uh, you know, derive it heuristically, it means that you know there's that you will eventually you will see system where it's not applicable anymore right or you will come to see situation where you know your formula is not correct anymore you see what i mean like it's not theoretically based and so you don't understand exactly you know the conditions uh, that you know that will make the, your formula correct like you don't have a complete understanding of that is it true uh I I don't agree with that. I, I think uh, I think one thing here. This one this one equation looks like it's a discrete, right? But it's not discrete in principle. It's actually continuous. Continuous means that you can think about the uh, uh, at any given condition, what kind of, what kind of states that a system could have. You can do as many as system you want. You can do infinite number of configurations possible. Okay, then you get a first term. They can arrange them in space based on the probability, and then each state is just like the it's like the first law, is it like first law? Okay, first law is energy conservation. This this one is about entropy, a combination of the of the system. It's how you, you can divide the system into all possible configurations. You can imagine anything you can all can you can imagine. Okay, then you get a first term, you get a second term. Okay, I see. Okay, so you are saying that this is the its status is like the status of the first law, where you cannot prove it or deduce it. You just have to, you know, see that it's correct for many many systems until until it's proven wrong. 
agree. That's, agree. That's what you are saying. Okay. What, what, is it is it more that it's an accounting and grouping of states that are in your system? That's right. Exactly. You can count as many as you want. Uh, well, so this, this is this, this is it's not the uh, uh, axiom. It, it is um, you can derive it from the uh, the definition of uh, entropy, uh, just the log right. p exactly. p log p, uh, summation of uh, negative p log p. Um, uh, it's just a matter of uh, the uh, uh, conditional probability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hanson, so you you were suggesting a Wikipedia link. Uh, which yeah, just just it? look at the uh, yeah because I originally I wanted to uh, write down the proof, but uh, of course we, we, there's no way you guys can see what I'm writing down. Uh, just looking at the uh, 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 let's see. Okay, so uh, you are saying that this, this formula is it is uh, derivable from from the general formula of entropy. That's yes. what you are saying. So, yes. Yes. Okay. So Hanson, yes. uh, let me check. I, I got you. Uh, uh, what you're saying uh, correctly. So you are saying the uh, page number nine, the equation, uh, uh, the right side. The first one is the p's are conditional probability, while the blue ones are the the real uh, finer, but the question is how do let, you let get me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let, that, me, let me see which one is which, uh, because I, I switched uh, the... I should, I should direct uh, the question to Professor. Uh, if that's correct, how, then the key, then the, uh, the problem becomes the uh, measuring or calculating the subsystem entropy, right? How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. That's what we, in our case, we use the DFT. I see. So, so basically, yeah, the, on page eight, uh, that so, so the black one, the black uh, summation is the, uh, uh, the, let's say if we computing X and Y, right? So that is the uh, X uh, entropy. Uh, I mean, random variable X and Y, let's say S uh, in general, I, I'm talking about, this is uh, the most general statement. Uh, rather than this, the, the states and microstates and all that. So S, let's say S is, is a function of uh, uh, random variable X and Y. And then uh, the black summation is the, uh, the the entropy of X. And the blue summation is the entropy of Y conditional on, uh, conditional on X. So like if you are saying that is derivable from the general formula of entropy, why why is it being called zentropy then? Like why don't just call it entropy? You know, normally why do you call it zentropy? Like why? That's on slide ten. Okay, I I think Hanson. I mean, what Hanson just said is uh, the uh, opposite of what I understood. Maybe I got it reversed. So, uh, which one is conditional on which? I thought the. So the S in professor's formula is no different from the original one. It's just like a different grouping. That gives the... Uh, no, 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 no. The, the, this is the smaller uh, system, the uh, uh, microsystem. Uh, SK is the, uh, the, the smaller, within that smaller system, uh, you have the, the entropy. Uh, so, so, but the PK, PK is the bigger system, the uh, 
That's the, right. The, so that's the bigger system is the conditional probability, right? No, 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 no. The, uh, conditional micro. probability is smaller. So the the bigger one is the bottom. So x. So y is conditional on x. So given x. Oh, oh, okay. You okay. Look at See, y. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so y yeah, which conditional side? on okay. x is so, smaller. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's very interesting. I, I will. Uh, Actually, I want I want to point out one paper. But Hansen just talking about Hansen. Uh, let me share, share the one. I don't know where I can share. Uh, in one of the papers, we I, I work with statistics. It's exactly talk about what Hansen talking about. Actually, the whole equation here is a probability. Uh, it's a conditional probability. Uh, I I think uh, if you go to my website, if anybody goes to the website, go to my group website, and you look at the publication. Uh, let's see what number is that. If you look at the publication, uh, you go to the website, the number is, uh, uh, let's see, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. It's number 488, 488. Number 488. Thank you, thank you, Professor. Yeah, I will. And a paper, yeah. my second answer, the paper is a and he actually exactly explained to me about our approach exactly what Hansen just said. Okay, so I will I will uh, read the paper. Thanks, uh, Professor. Uh, I have a like since you are an expert in uh, uh, you know statistical mechanics, I would like to ask you one very general question about statistical mechanics, uh, and that is you know uh, this question. So you know like uh, people usually say that you know we do. Uh, thermodynamics, you know, uh, because uh, the number of, you know, possible microstate is too, too, too large, you know, right? So we, uh, we have to take, you know, uh, average, uh, you know, uh, to get from microscopic physics to macroscopic physics. Uh, but my question is, um, when you do the full, you know, statistical mechanics, uh, what what will you get then? Like if you don't do you know uh, you know the average uh, averaging, uh, will you still get? Will you still be able to get to macroscopic physics? You know, going completely from a microscopic physics. That's uh, that's what uh, that's what I believe. At Zintrip, you can do it. I think the existing existing statistical formula that's on the left side of slide ten. You cannot do it. The reason is because you cannot sample all the pure quantum state. So it's theoretically you can, but not in the practical. Okay. But with Zintropy we have, with DFT, DFT basically is one level of homogenization. Okay? It homogenizes electrons, basically. If, you, if we take the DFT as our starting point, then the Zintropy can predict from the micro scale to macro scale. That's that's my conclusion. That's why I'm so excited about it. I want to go back to the question Hansen about is the probability. Is it is equation nine in that paper? Hansen, you just you nailed it. I I I almost I usually don't talk about that one because not many people are familiar with this one. Even look at the paper, uh, the number, uh, the equation number nine. Oh, wait, 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 which, which paper can you The 488 that? in my publication. Okay, we're, we're uh, the, I, I see your yeah. uh, 
website. Uh, I see your website. Uh, yeah, you can buy my website. I'll change it back to paper, the pin. You go to you, you go to my website, right? Faces.ps.edu. Uh, hold on, hold on. The P, uh, M A T. Wait. Uh, the uh, I got the Penn State uh, College of Earth and uh, Mineral Sciences, right? Department of Mineral Sciences. Yeah, yeah. You go to Faces, right? It's my group of Faces. Dot P S U. Dot Edu. Uh, yeah, P S U. Dot Edu. Yes, yes. And then, then that's my website. Research, research. You go to publication. Publication. You go to publications. Uh, hold on. Then you I, go to number uh, four eighty eight. You search four eighty eight. Oh, actually, actually, I think I, I see a picture. Uh, there's graduate research. Oh, maybe that's the department uh, uh, website. So you go to faces, right? Faces. Psu. Edu. Faces. Ps. Oh, S yeah. F. C E F C P H no P H A S E P H A S E. I just texted you the the website link on the direct messages if you go on there. Oh hi, so you made my day. I never use this one much in my presentation. I wouldn't put this one in my future presentation. Okay. Oh, I got the phases PSU. You go to the publications. You go number 488. 488. You click the DOI number. Okay, got it. Then you go to number nine, request number nine. Okay, multi-scale multi entropy and its, it's, it, in, That's its right. implications That's right. to critical phenomena emerging from area of integration. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, equation equation nine is exactly what you're talking about. It's about the conditional probability. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, equation nine. Yeah. You actually, this guy, the statistician, he inversed my problem even. Right. With a low skill, high skill, he said from high skill, high skill to low skill, same thing. Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. As so, equation thirteen and fifteen. Yeah, actually, I think. So, um, so then, the, what what I what I said in, uh, earlier is also correct. Is that okay? By the way, Hansen is our in-house physicist. That's <laughs> uh, fantastic. Okay, it's fantastic. You guys, you can just uh, wonderful. Um. I think Jake had one question. He he has he texted me a while ago. Um, okay. If you have time for one more question, thank yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Hi there. Thanks for the room. I always appreciate it. Um, I have a question. Uh, I'm of course not a professional in this at all. Um, I was just curious if uh, a black hole is really just a photon star. <laughs> like a collection of photons since photons don't have mass but they do have gravity would it be possible for uh, a black hole to just kind of become a huge collection of uh, photons I my think understanding it's is it's the inverse of that potentially 
Okay, if if you ask, because again, I I have to say I'm not a cosmologist. Okay, I but a, I, can, I, have a I can I can give you my understanding of it. How about that? Okay, wonderful. So my understanding is like this, right? I, in in my in my new paper just published, I talk about the quantum criticality. Okay, so quantum criticality is so in, interesting. So if it, it, it basically says that you have you have zero Kelvin, you have the you have the critical point. Okay. So what happens is that if we approach that critical point, okay, and then you see divergency. If you go away from that critical point, you see the divergence disappears. Okay. So it could happen that you have you have the, we have the big we have the big bang, we have black hole. So it's just the two sides of the singular, one singularity. That would be my answer. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know uh, more than that. It's actually really interesting in terms of um, astral imaging from all of the available um, space-borne observatories. There are only theoretical models, and there have been some, like there was one image recently, but it was very rough. So it's uh, it's. It's a little hard to describe right now beyond theory and equations. That's right. But I do, I do believe that entropy has to have this multi-scale integration together. You want to talk about the entropy of black hole, unless we're talking about the pure quantum state. Uh, Dr. Z, I have a question about your, it came late here, but it seems quite interesting. And I was just wondering, it would seem that one of the implications of what you have here would be also, and I'm wondering if you have any comments or thought about it, is a more, uh, it would be a more fundamental explanation of convection. Is that something you've looked into as a result? No, I have not done that. I fully agree with you. Because the reason is because, the reason is because, because convection is a spontaneous process, right? It's the irreversible process, so to speak. And if you think about this continuous convection, okay, that means you have to put some energy into it. So you have to really define your ensemble. But I think many people willing to start that problem, they didn't define the ensemble to study. The reason is because they cannot fix the completely the, the interaction between that system and the surrounding. That's a challenge, I think. I think that if you can define that one, then it should be applicable. All right, sounds very good. Uh, Katerina, do you have any more questions that we're done? Um, I think you've been talking almost two hours. Thank you so much <laughs> for that. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to have you and you gave such a great uh, presentation. I uh, was, we learned a lot from you. So thank you for sharing all your time. Oh, we got 129 people here and I saw that. Yeah, yeah, we had a total of 129. And um, yeah, thanks for coming. Always come back anytime. I hope you will come back and uh, maybe participate in rooms or, or come back and explain us some more. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, I, enjoyed, I always enjoy interaction. But for some other people, if you really want to start the process, internal processes, and they have one new paper is accepted for publication, 
That's 500. Well, I, I like the numbers, so I can see that. Okay. If you are interested to learn, to, 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 to discuss with me further, that's my 565 paper. 565. Wow. That's Number 565 on my publication list. And in that paper, in my opinion, it, it, I spent this, I spent, I started working on this one in 2014, 15. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that paper is like 50 pages, uh, include reference. It, I just, I just went through the proof uh, today, yesterday, I submitted the proof. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so the DOI is not working now, but uh, I do have a, a archive link working for that one. So that one, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, somebody was asking about, I think it was Tuan asking about applications, right? That paper will show almost all the physical properties will measure can be predicted. Yeah, please come back and, and present it. Let's um, okay. email and... Um and arrange a time that you're available that would be amazing to have a follow-up it's basically a ongoing story then here <laughs> and, uh, okay all right thank you very really, much uh, for the opportunity thank you we really appreciate it professor Liu, and the very uh advanced research and you explained it so well and then uh, by the way uh just uh the, you mentioned thank you for mentioning the exact equation nine which actually turns out to be what I said earlier. I mean, I, I guess I misunderstood what Hansen referred to. It's actually the summation of the um, macro, and then the P is actually conditionally on the, it's the Mac big one conditioning on the small one. Is yeah. that correct? I think exactly. that's correct, right? Yeah, it so is. So Hansen, I'm, I, I uh, actually, actually, I don't, don't agree. Uh, no, actually, you, the you, second term. You, you just look at the equation. There, right? Yes, uh, this switched because uh, you know, the, 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 the equation, the second term is the, uh, the first term in the black, black term in the uh, PP, PPT. And uh, the, uh, so this is not the conditional, this is the, uh, the lower, uh, the coarser level, uh, the uh, uh, entropy, and then the SL uh, slash, uh, uh, vertical line K, that is the, uh, Conditional uh, entropy, and that is the maybe second we should, term or the uh, blue term. Invite right? uh, Professor Liu uh, to a private uh, Hanson, is it too like seminar room? Yeah. Like, okay. Professor, did you prove? Did your co-author prove they were equivalent? Sorry. Didn't you say your pro your co-author proved they were equivalent? Yeah, yeah. That actually, actually, if you look down there, there's equation nine, right? The equation thirteen to I think sixteen. He reversed it. He proved it. The inverse is right too. Yeah. So, so that is. thirteen is yeah. Thirteen is the probability that uh, the 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 uh, uh, what do you call it the, the probability uh, in terms of uh, conditional probability, right? And then fourteen, fifteen, uh, or, or the it's the consequence of that. So yeah, I mean it's a joint joint probability. Uh, opposed to yeah. conditional probability, yeah. But it's a state function, so how you arrive at it is going to be the same. Right? Exactly, exactly. That's the beauty of thermodynamics, right? It's a state functions. You can go either way, top, top down or bottom up. Yeah, so so basically, yeah, so this is the, um, it, but it, you can decompose the uh, the entropy into two parts. Uh, 
one is the you know the uh, whatever baseline the coarser level and then the uh, conditional probability and actually uh, it goes to the theorem that 16 uh, 17 just uh, kind of shows the consequence whichever whichever uh, accounting uh, uh, method you use it will, you'll will get the same result yeah I actually I was very happy I was looking for that one uh, you know I I'm not a statistician, so I couldn't prove it. Then he said it's easy. He just showed, he just scrapped it on paper. He sent it to me. That's it. So I put it in the paper. And, and it would so, have to be. It would have to be the same, right? Yeah, exactly. But you have to prove it rigorously. I think it's, I think that's just very important. That's three authors. You said a paper three authors. Uh, I wrote this paper. I have the idea. Second, second person is a statistician. The third person. That's what I mentioned. He works on he worked on forest. He wanted to predict the wildfires in forest. And the instability of the forest. He also wanted to predict when the forest is in, in good health or bad health. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the life takes so many terms, right? Unfortunately, the third author passed away. A, the same year the paper was published, so we didn't continue that direction. If some of you want to start this ecosystem, we can we can work on that. I I think I know that there are many people doing neuroscience here, right? Katarina is a neuroscientist. If if you guys want to start the the the, the biology application, that'd be fantastic. We we can we can think about how to work together. Yeah. Um... Yeah, actually, maybe, yeah, that's a good, actually, idea of, um, that was actually my idea for future rooms that um, I was thinking about bringing different people together that may be interesting to talk together, but even then in the future collaborate with each other. So I thought that would be very interesting for the future to have like this type of discussions, like, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We should chat more and maybe invite people from ecology, maybe Eli, that I know, and um, some other people would be interested. I was at the Marine Biological Laboratory, and then there, um, the Oceanographic Institute and in Woodsell on Cape Cod. The, they had actually also a team looking already back then with uh, drones over the color of the leaves um, to um, in different um, seasons uh, to calculate how climate change is changing that and things like that. Yeah, maybe we can we can invite uh, people from different fields for application for your Theory. That would be very interesting. That's right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody. I got to go. And uh, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Okay, thank you thank very you. much. Uh, thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming and um, participating in this really great discussion and supporting us and asking great questions. Um, please follow the Science Society Club uh, if you like this type of discussion. Tomorrow, I'm just saying a disclaimer, very most likely we'll have Dr. Chen
talking about lithium use and the incidence of dementia. It's a very interesting study that looks at that and we see a reduced um, reduction in dementia with uh, people that use lithium. Uh, but there's some issues with setting up the clubhouse account but um hopefully it will it will work out until tomorrow so just a disclaimer if not i might just uh, present the paper and um but um hopefully that it doesn't come to that then on sundays uh we i wanted to start a recap room so we are busy during the week we're in different time zones so at around 1 p.m. EST, I wanted to summarize uh, all the guest speaker talks we heard during the, the week. So people have another chance to um, look at the papers that we discussed and the topics and maybe ask some questions in case I can answer them. So I thought um, it would be good to have like a recap room of everything we learned um, during the weeks because it's been a lot of guest speakers and I think sometimes it's good to like summarize again and um, yeah next week we have a lot of interesting guest speakers again we have um, Dr. McKenzie um, looking at live cell chiral molecular interaction study and then Dr. Fletcher new method uh, for training creativity um, that came out and um, Dr. Lewis on Friday why evolution favors symmetry uh, he's a mathematician and philosopher and a uh, few authors they published the paper uh, which is really cool um, about evolution and symmetry so um, yeah thank you for coming and um i appreciate it we have a lot more great rooms in the future that are planned until end of april now uh, we have every week a few guest speakers um in all kinds of scientific fields so yeah follow the club thanks for coming and uh thanks everyone uh thank just you, so 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 many interesting topics you know i probably should do a cross-sourcing as well you know to recommend what uh, this is this 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 discussion is so fascinating thank you again yeah uh, Hansen, you were... uh yeah no i this is great yeah great great session uh but just want to add uh very quickly the i understand why uh frank uh is talking about the equation nine uh in that yeah, paper I, see it's, uh, uh, I, I understand why you... yeah 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 i got you yeah we should uh... oh, okay so you understand right so i don't need to <laughs> uh explain <laughs> okay great great thank you yeah and great great uh questions uh frank hansen and serena and tuan and everyone so uh, you guys make room so <laughs> thank you for your support um and uh yeah i'm closing the room and three two one bye everyone thanks everyone bye bye, bye.